Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's going on team and welcome back along to another weekend of Super Rugby Previews. Coming up in the next couple of days, we're going to have two big games coming out of Super Rugby AU. Now, we've got to be looking forward to this because this weekend's games could have some huge repercussions on what's going to happen in the final series. So make sure you sit back, relax and enjoy the show. We've got stacked up for you tonight and we've got one special guest coming your way. But tonight, oh, we're mixing things up. We're going to say a little bit special, but first things first, we do welcome back Shane to the show. Welcome back, Shane. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, not too bad. Looking forward to the rugby and um, looking forward to uh, hopefully a nice, quiet weekend working in the backyard as well. Oh, gee, sounds like it's sun shining over there. That's, that's not good enough. You can share some of that with us if you wouldn't mind. It would be quite good. But today... This week is a special week because we've not only got one Australian coming on for Thoughts, we've got two of them, two Australians. It's almost unfathomable, but welcome for the first time in a few weeks back to Brett. Welcome along. How are you going, sir? It's been a, a quite a wee while. I hope you're well. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm, I'm well. I've been enjoying watching the Force. Um... In the force, like watching the force last few weeks, but uh, obviously we haven't got that that win yet, so still waiting for that. But uh, you know, it's been good to be back, and uh, the rugby's been good. It has indeed. Yep, there was spotlight like we talked about last week, Shane. The spotlight is fully on Australia now. There's there's no New Zealand involved. It's all about Australia, and uh, the competition's well, it's easing up into something that could become quite an interesting finish to the tournament as well. So, as always, thanks all you guys out there for joining us. Um, we've got a big show. We've got two games to look at, but of course, we'll talk about them in depth like we always do. So, whether you're joining us here on YouTube or you're joining us on New Zealand Sports Radio, don't forget to give it a big old thumbs up and, of course, share it with your mates and um, keep on following the channels as well because we've got plenty of rugby and sporting goodness coming your way. But for tonight, it is Super Rugby AU, and we're going to have a look at the two games. The Brumbies taking on the Western Force. Uh, Brett, you've got a lot to talk about on this one, I'm sure. And the Rebels, the big one, the Rebels and the Waratahs. This is a huge, huge game. Who is going to make that top three? This is ultimately going to be the decider. But first things first, before we look at the matches, we've got to talk about Super Boys. And, well, Brett, you haven't been on here much, but that yellow cap, my friend. Oh, yes, it is. 
It's firmly going to be coming my way at the end of the season. Still sitting top of the table. Uh, you wouldn't read about it. It's been a fantastic season for my picks. But yeah, I'm still at the top. Still got my two and a half point lead um, over So Big and Heartseer, who are second and third. Not much movement there in uh, these top, really, five places at all. But it's a big congrats to Waggers, who does pick up this yellow cap uh, this week for his picks. Now, uh, Brett, you've not been on here for a while. How have your picks been going uh, this season? You've been nailing Super Rugby uh, AU and Super Rugby Aotearoa, or are you having a nightmare? So I have to go, how far down the list do I have to go to find you? <laughs> um, I, to be fair, even I was in that comp, mate, so that pretty much shows uh, how my team has been going. Uh, ever since the... Uh, the isolation and uh, Super Rugby stuff, I don't think I've even made one pick. So, uh, no, I've just, I haven't really uh, haven't really bothered. It sort of got to a stage where it was just too lost to uh, even try something. So, uh, yeah, it's going great. Uh, yeah, I'd, at least I know if, you know, if I was to be in Houston, I'd probably be beating you, Cornflake. So, uh, that's all that matters, oh, really. He's going for brownie points. He's going for brownie points straight away, Shane. Uh, come on, let's keep things real. How are your picks going? You know, I, I, I know last week, I think we agreed, didn't we? So we both had a great weekend. Yeah, I'm trying to remember now. Uh, the I Reds one. That, that's the all Reds. you need to remember. Yeah. That, that's all I need to remember <laughs> because... Uh, um, sorry, Rhett. I mean... <laughs> but um, it was... It was that's actually the second time this year the Reds have put 50 or more on an opponent this year, which is rare, I've got to say. Um, it's more rarer than some of my stakes. I mean, it's um, – they're just um, – it was it was just a good um, good, good evening's entertainment, that. And, um, well, we've got two more games um, this week that I think are going to really determine some spots. We do indeed. It's probably one that's not going to determine a huge amount that we kick off um, for on the Friday night. It's, it's the Brumbies and the Western Force. GIO Stadium is the venue. And um, Shane, you were telling me just before about this game. We're going to have a, a, a bigger crowd for this one, aren't we? Yes, so the ACT government, and I'm sure in consultation and work with the Brumbies, allowed 1,500 members um, to come into the game's which is better than nothing. It's not capacity, obviously, but it's, you know, you've got to start somewhere with given the circumstances we're in. They have doubled that and 3,000 spectators, 3,000 fans will be allowed in um, for, for tomorrow night's game, which, you know, adds a bit more flavour. We all know the Brumbies fans um, make the volume of about twelve or 20,000 fans Regardless of what capacity size, they are loud, they are proud, and it's it's community rugby in action. So um, that's 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 at least a healthy healthy thing. More people at the rugby, and and that's the way we like it. It is indeed. Yep, it'll be good to get some crowds back at these games. But you know, I'm going to mix things up for this one because we've got Brett on the show. We've got Mr. Force. He's he's, he's proud, uh, mm-hmm. proudly wearing the shirt. And I know we have to mention as well that we've got the the South African-born man wearing an Australian team shirt, and we've got the Australian-born man wearing a South African Springbok shirt. So we are we are completely. <laughs> Off the record here tonight, we're completely blowing things out of the water. But we'll talk about your force first because, okay, they haven't got to win there. But Shane talks about the crowd and the effect of that crowd. The Western Force is such a a proudly supported club or franchise. Mm. How big has it been for this team to not be able to take games home 
to that home crowd support. And do you reckon that if this team had been able to go back home, that they would have picked up at least a win or two this season? Um, I, I think so, mate. Um, there's there's not much like a WA crowd. Um, this last weekend, I just had an AFL game at the at Fremantle, watching Fremantle versus Sydney at at Opta Stadium. Like thirty thousand strong uh, were at that game, and uh, you know, there's nothing like the atmosphere that that a crowd brings, especially WA crowd. You know, we're very uh. No, I'd say we're patriotic, but I think we're more patriotic to um to WA than we are to the rest of to the rest of Australia. So um you know this sort of WA mindset's always us against them, you know, and uh and you know the, as you say the Western Force are very passionately supported. It's it, you know it's the fans that have kept them going uh, after the the Super Rugby axing, and I don't think a lot of clubs could uh could keep surviving like that, especially especially a team like a Force who hasn't really who haven't really achieved that much and. While the, while they were in Super Rugby, and uh, you know the fans kept them going with with the support of Twiggy Forest, obviously, but um, you know, and the CF Blue really turn up for games, and I think for Global Rapid Rugby, I think we're averaging the same, if not more, than most of the Super Rugby games ever. So um, I think a lot of the close games, especially the one against the Rebels, um, that went to the Rebels' favour in in, in uh, extra time. I think you know the, some of those close games could have gone could have gone to the Force uh, with with that home crowd behind them. Yeah, definitely got to agree with you on that one. It's been a big blow. It's something that the home fans, when they, they were eagerly awaiting that opportunity to get behind their team back on the big stage yet again. But unfortunately, uh, hasn't come their way. Uh, we're doing things backwards, so we'll look through the uh, Western Force team um, for this Friday night clash. The, the away side, effectively, um, as they always are week in and week out, uh, with their front row. Pick Cowan, Andrew Reddy, and Kieran Longbottom back together again. Thrush and Atkins in the second row. Lee Warner, uh, Koteka, and Stowers the back row, so there's changes in there which I think we'll talk about in a second considering the bench that the uh, Force do have. Uh, Pryor and Lance back together in the halves with uh, Tifu and Godwin in midfield, so there's no room for Kahu in the starting lineup, lineup in this one either. Brad Lacey's on the left wing, Marcel Braki is back in on the right, and Jack McGregor returns to fullback. I think, Shane, the big talking points here is the bench when you look through and you've got uh, uh, Tim Ferris, Bernard Stander, uh, Nick Frisby, Richard Kahui, on the bench, ready to come on and make an impact? Well, they can. And um, that's that's the important part. If, if if they can, you know, keep it, keep at it and chip away at the Murumbis all night, then that bench, particularly Frisbee and Kahui, can do a lot of running um, and, and get, get really stuck in and involved in midfield play. And, and that's my hope for the force that they can still take something out of this. I don't think it'll be, you know, the W. But if they can really, and I think they have. It's so good to see them back. It's so good to see them playing. I wish they were playing in front of um, their fans in Perth because Brett's right. Um, and and I know Western Australians pretty well from my travels around Australia, they are very patriotic, they're very proud of their state, as they should be, um, and and having it having it in Canberra, and I know that, you know, it's only 3,000 people up from 1,500 due to the circumstances, but that crowd's going to make a lot of noise, and they're going to be one-sided towards the Brumby, so they're really up against Australia's best side with... <laughs> Um, Australia's um, loudest rugby crowd and passionate rugby crowd. But, you know, if they just keep at it and keep at it, they'll take a few positives out of it. And, um, and that's my hope. Well, they've got a tough job. Uh, Shane's really summed that up, Brett, hasn't he? Against the best mm. team, 
on the road as they have been all season long. It's been tough. It's been really, really tough on the force. And you, you've got to you know, feel sorry for this team. But as a, as a positive you know, supporter of this team, you've got to look at the positives that they can take and bring into this game. If there's some area you think that they could get the advantage over this Brumbies team and, and actually put the pressure on, and, you know, they've got to go into this believing they can win the game. Where do they believe that they can get one over the Brumbies? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough task. Um, firstly, it's it's good to see Marcel Braki back. Uh, I think we've really missed him over the last, last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, he's on the wing. I prefer to see him in that outside centre position because, um, I mean, in the first few weeks, I think he was one of the better attackers. He created a lot of chances um, in that 13 channel. But... He's back on the wing, and uh, you know I, I really love Marcel Braki, really stalwart, real stalwart of this uh, of this force team, and uh, it's good to see him back. Um, in terms of looking for an area, I think the forces pack went pretty well against the Reds last week. Uh, we sort of fell apart in the last sort of in the second half, last 20 minutes. Um, but I think the pack did did pretty well against a very good Reds pack, and obviously we we're facing another challenge like that against the Brumbies. Their pack their pack is always very good, and uh, you know the sort of the spine of their team is, is always their forwards. Um, the, the Brumbies backs are pretty good last week as well, but I think everything sort of goes to the forwards and, and they really um, rely on their strong packs. So I think it's pretty much just competing, especially uh, at scrum time at the breakdown. Uh, the forces lineup has been a big issue this week, uh, this this year, and last week it was, it was a bit better, um, only losing one lineup as opposed to like four or five like we were in the first few weeks. So... Um, it's pretty much just competing physically against against that Brumbies pack is uh, is one of the better ways that you can put pressure on this team. It's going to be a tough ask for them. It, it really, really is. But I do, although you're not going to get that impact off the off those guys, those, those big name players straight away. I, I kind of feel this this force team performed quite nicely when they didn't have those big names in the team at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. When they had those guys that have played together before, they had those fast starters. They had that excitement. They had yeah. that. A belief, I guess, and and the um, well, not the the fear of playing those better teams. These guys were fearless. Uh, they didn't mm-hmm. care who you were, and they kind of went out and they they gave it everything right from that opening whistle. They didn't have the gas to go all the way, which was a real shame. But I feel they competed a bit better than they have now, whereas they're kind of competing over the eighty minutes, but at a lower level than they were over that yeah. earlier part, where they were at one hundred and fifty percent, then dropped off to about twenty percent at the end. So it's finding that balance, I think, in the team. And, and it's good that they're still creating and trying, getting those experienced guys, like, say, Marcel Braki. I think he'll bring a lot more um, a cleverness or thoughtfulness to that back line where he's going to get a bit more out of um, the positional play of his team and things like that. So we'll see how they go, but it's, it's a tough ask. It's a tough ask against the Brumbies. And when you look through the team that they've got and the form they've had as well since that loss, they've, they've really, well, they've, they've turned another corner, haven't they, and stepped it up another gear. Mm-hmm. And this team... James Slipper, uh, Kanoa McInerney, Alan Alatoa, Murray Douglas, Caden Neville, Lachlan McCaffrey, Will Miller, and Pete Samu is your forward pack. And Pete Samu's been fantastic last week. He was just brilliant as well. So becoming, again, that sort of player we saw at the Crusaders that we haven't really seen from at the Brumbies yet in, uh, in their shirt. The back line, Joe Powell returns to, to the scrum half position and he partners Bailey Kunzel in the halves. In midfield, Simone and Carter, Interested to see what you guys think about Solomon Carter uh, last week as well in that midfield. Uh, Tom Wright and Andy Muir hit on the wings and Tom Banks at fullback. Um, Shane, your thoughts on the Brumbies? Uh, they're just getting better and better, aren't they? Yeah, danger signs. It's um, really danger signs. When Whenever the Brumbies hit the, hit the field, I think um, you've just got to you've just got to watch the 1-15 to 15 and then off the bench as well. Like, they... They're, 
they do things like they maul, then they, they work hard at the breakdown, and then you know, they can they can just they just shoot I, I use the word chip away. Um, not like a carpenter, but obviously, but they just chip away. They they just they play old school Australian rugby, if I can describe it that way. They they they, they take their time. They work through their phases. They wait till they can get a, a one of their bigger backs to punch through the line through the middle. Um, they can go out wide. Uh, yeah, um, that side's a pretty good side. Um, and, and Nick White's back as well. So that's that's more experience. He came off the bench last week and played pretty well out there. So, um, yeah, danger. <laughs> and last time these two sides met, 24 points to nil. The Brumbies over the Western Force. How do they turn this around, Brett? The Brumbies are going to be tough. A uh, big win, the confidence, pretty much. Well, they've wrapped up that top position, have they, in, in, in the tournament. Mm. It's all gone their way this season, bar that one little blip that's probably made them stronger, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that was a bit of a wake-up call for them, and ever since ever since that game, they've, they've just been on a rampage, haven't they? So, um, yeah, look, it, as far as the force go, um, it's just having that, that confidence that you talk about, that fearlessness. Um, it's recognising that we do, I think we do play our best footy in the, in the first half, and really capitalising on that. And, um, you know, Blitzing in the first half and then maybe falling away um, at the end is, is sort of just it's better than just being a mediocre throughout. You know, um, it just it's just about for this force team it's just about competing. Um, and you know, I think we know that finals are a bit of a pipe dream right now, and um, it's pretty much just competing and just showing that we belong in this competition, which I think we have done so far. But um, against the Brumbies is, is a really good. Uh, really good team to prove that against, you know, even if we don't beat them, just, just take it to them, you know, really make them work for the win. Um, don't get thrashed. Um, score some points this time. It'll be nice. Um, and it's pretty much just having that confidence that you talk about, just just that uh, willingness to to counterattack like, like the force do so well and then thrive off that chaos that that, that back line loves. Give give guys like Ralston, um, Ball and, and, and Brachy and just, uh, you know, just score some points. <laughs> That's all we can really ask. If they score points, they've done better than last time. So, <laughs> Um, just compete, and uh, yeah, that's 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 all I um, that's all I'd expect of them. Yeah, put some points on the board. That I think has to be number one priority. Get some points on the board, mm. whether it be threes, fives, sevens, doesn't matter. Put some points on there. Get a little bit of confidence and uh, get a bit of belief back in that team. While we're with you, still, Brett, are you confident enough to put your boys in the winners' circle this week? Uh no, uh, <laughs> I'm not tipping the force. Um, Look, upsets could always happen, especially when it comes to the Force. Um, out of all the Aussie teams historically, I think the Force have matched up worse with the, than with the Brumbies than anyone else. Uh, it's one team that we've really struggled to beat. We've we picked up pretty good wins over all the other franchises through the years, but the Brumbies have been a, a real struggle for the Force. And, um, you know, they, they're sort of in a different class um, to, to most of the other Aussie teams. So I've took the Brumbies and I've, I've gone with the Brumbies by 12. Shane, how about yourself? Going the uh, big number one favourites to do the job yet again this week? Yeah, I've gone Brumbies by 17. So um, I think that it's just a, a cut above. Um, you've got to give the force credit. They've turned up every week. They have tried. Um, they're just probably one or two players um, short of, you know, a couple more high-profile players sort of players in my opinion 
um, that Twiggy could have used some extra mining dollars to have, uh, <laughs> have bought. And I'm not saying that that won't happen in the future because he's done an excellent job. Um, if, if Tim Sampson, the coach, and Twiggy Forrest can get a couple of high-profile players, a couple more high-profile players, a bigger part, because there are some relatively good profile players there, but if they can get a couple more, they could perhaps um, step it up for next year as well. So depending, of course, on what the format is. And we, as Australians, are united. We want the force in the competition. And I think the big thing is getting those high-profile names, but having them in a, a, a preparation period as well where they can actually get to know the team and play with the team in a pre-season and a training before the actual season kicks off. They're really were thrown in the, well, pretty much thrown into the action straight away with uh, what, one or two uh, rapid rugby games uh, before the COVID lockdown and things like that. So now, you know, if they do get the chance again to do it, they need that preparation when they can come in with the team settled, players who know each other, a bit more continuity, I think, would help them uh, knowing throughout uh, a, a potential uh, season of uh, Super Rugby with them yet again. I've gone pretty similar to you guys as well. I've gone the Brumbies by 16 to get this job done, but I do hope that it won't be, although two of Brett just before, something to nil. I hope, you know, it'll be you know, 36 to 20 or something like that would be quite nice. The Force gets some points, make a bit of a match of it, get that first half passion back, points on the board, start to worry the Brumbies and uh, go from there and hopefully have a good of a decent little contest for our Friday night fixture. We do move on, though. This is the big one. This is the game of the round. It, well, it's only two matches of the round, but this is a big one that has massive um, repercussions on where these teams are going to finish. It's the Rebels versus the Waratahs, and you look at the ladder. The Waratahs sit third. They're on 15 points. The Rebels sit in fourth on 14 points. But the big thing about this is you look to the next round of the competition, the final round of the competition, ultimately, where there is no Waratahs in action. Brett, they need to win this game, and they need to win it with a bonus point as well, don't they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they do. Um, they, you know, they've, they've, been, they've been good this, this season. Um, they've had their ups and downs. Uh, they've got, they got that youth coming through. Um, but yeah, it's it's sort of do or die right now, isn't it? Yep, that's no other option for them uh, for the uh, poor old uh, Waratahs. I mean, yeah, I say poor old Waratahs. I don't really have much time for the Waratahs at all, do I? I shouldn't be saying that uh, whatsoever. But the Rebels, uh, they are the team that could ultimately seal their place in the finals this weekend if they do pick up that victory over the Waratahs. And their team is looking well decently sort of settled. I when I wrote about this earlier in the week, I was. I'm interested to see where they'd go with, especially in the halves, because um, they've been messing about with the Matt Tamua and Andrew Deegan sort of thing. So that's a, a big deal for me. And also what they'll do again with, with Reese Hodge, I think it'll also be a big part of how this uh, Rebels team will go. But their team for the match against Waratahs, Cameron Orr, Jordan Ulysse and Jermaine Ainsley is their front row. Uh, Matt Phillip and Trevor Hosea in the second row. Michael Wells, Brad Wilkin, impressive, another impressive back rower in Australian rugby. He's at seven and Isina Sarani at number eight. Frank Lamani starts at nine and Deegan is at ten. In midfield, it is Matt Tamua at 12, Campbell Magne 13, Marika Corinbeti is at 11, Andrew Colloway on the right-hand wing, and Reese Hodge is at fullback. Uh, so interesting. They had the bye last week, Shane. Uh, they've come back, they've not really changed anything. They, they kind of think this is working, but it, it certainly didn't work for them before. What reason do you think 
that's going to change over the week of a bye and now coming back into the competition in this you know, white-hot must-win atmosphere? Uh, I don't know with the four, uh, sorry, the Rebels. Um, I think DHP would obviously be a really big in if they had him as well, which meant that, you know, you could play Reese Hodge at 13 um, alongside Taboo or, or Meeks. Meeks has not. And I love Billy. You know, he's a great character of Australian rugby. He's a wallaby himself, but he hasn't cut it. He has not cut it this year, and it's time to cut him and tell him to find a new franchise to go to. Um, I hear Pirates Rugby, uh, we'll, we'll have him. Um, we, we want five in a row next year, so we'll have him. Um, um, we can use his experience. But the, the, the Rebels... I don't know. I thought Tamu was doing okay at 10, mm. but sometimes he can be patchy. So they've obviously decided maybe he's worth being put at 12. Um, Deegan, here or thereabouts, hot and cold. Um, oh, I don't know, mate. You know, look, this side can destroy teams. And for, for, for me, um, I wouldn't mind if they took on the Waratahs and beat them again and did the clean sweep on them. Um, which they will do if they win this game. Um, but it, it, the, the similarity of playing styles between the Waratahs and the Rebels will mean that they'll have to mix up some part of their game plan to put the Waratahs off. And, and by keeping the same side that didn't work for them last time, the Waratahs are going to say, you beauty, we're ready for this. And I think, to be honest other than the little bit of a blip that they had last week in Canberra, the Waratahs have been playing some decent footy of late and they're going to they're gonna want to turn up and they know. They win this and, and the Rebels choke like they have done in years past. <laughs> They'll make the finals. So it's really a cutthroat game. Now, if you cast your memory back, last time these two sides met, Brett, 29 points to 10. The Waratahs, they couldn't buy a try. They only scored that intercept try, completely against the run of play. Uh, they had no answer uh, for that Rebels' defence and, and the way that they played. Are we going to see more of that from the Waratahs? Have we, have we seen their attack get better uh, leading into this sort of game? Or do you think this Rebels' defence is going to be you know, matching up again? What I think, my big point of this game is going to be that team battle. Uh, Will Harrison and, of course, Andrew Deegan. That's a big goal for me. But defence versus attack, are the Rebels up to the task again? Um, I think the Rebels have shown their, their defence to be quite good. Um, you know, it doesn't help when, um, you know, the Waratahs are sort of, uh, you know, every time every time the Waratahs in defence, they were so poorly disciplined that the, the Rebels um, just kept high in points in them, which means that they could, they could just defend for longer periods of time and, and not really worry about points because every time the Rebels got the ball, the Waratahs would... would uh, you know, I get penalised and uh, um, Tamu would kick it over. So um, it made it easy for the Rebels and, and their defence is quite good. Um, I think um, uh, Dave Vessels has always been a pretty good... Uh, obviously, he was, when he was back at the force, he's always been a pretty good defensive coach. He's got especially a very, very good pack and a pretty uh, pretty sizable pack as well. So, um, you know, the defence the defense uh, holds up and, 
the the Waratahs attack is, is still very young. You know, Will Harrison has has been um impressing uh, as of late um, still, and um it's, it's just those playmakers just getting used to the roles really, and uh, it, it's hard when you come up against a good, experienced defense like that. It is indeed, yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see how they go this weekend against that same team. And if we see a repeat of that earlier game, which I think Rebels have to go into that, and they have to be pretty confident that they can repeat that dose and, and do the same sort of job. It wasn't a close win for them. It was a pretty convincing performance by the Rebels. Mm. Now, the team they're going up against for the Waratahs, Tom Robertson, Tom Horton, Harry Johnson, Holmes in their front row, Hannigan and Simmons again. God, it's it's like we've said this a million times over. Swinton's uh, at six, Hooper seven, Dempsey at eight, Jake Gordon, Will Harrison, they are your halves. In midfield, here's a new name. I don't know if you guys know anything about this guy, but at 12, uh, Tipai Moroa is the inside centre. He'll partner Joey Walton, so very inexperienced uh, midfield combination. Alex Newsom on the left wing, James Ram on the right, and Jack Maddox at fullback. Inexperienced midfield Big problem. Waratahs need to score tries. Shane, how do you see those two things combining from a problem to a solution? Well, you said firstly that the Waratahs are trying to buy tries. Well, they've done that for years with the money they've got. Um, <laughs> and it's still been mediocre. Uh, it's for 2014-15. One thing I noticed. One thing I noticed with um, Will Harrison, I, I noticed in a good way. Um, there's some similarities between him and Bernard Foley. Um, the, but one major difference is that Harrison's got to keep his team organised for 80 minutes. Can't afford to do it for 40. Um, in in good, good periods, Foley could do that for 80 when he was on top of his game. So um, that's probably, and um, if I'm honest... That's what they're missing at the moment. Just someone to organise their pack and organise their backs and organise their, their running players at times. So um, they, they've just got to put some points on the board quickly. And if they do that, they can trust their defence because it worked against the force a couple of weeks ago where they only considered eight. And up until half time in Canberra, they'd only considered... It was 12-11. It was anybody's game. It was just that the Brumbies used more of their experience and just ran over the top of them. So there's there's some very good players on both sides, and it's make or break. And as you said, they got the bye next week, so they really need to win this one. And they really need the Rebels to drop points. And I've got to say, the Rebels are confident they can clean sweep the Tars this year, which wouldn't be a problem with me. Why me? <laughs> and the big thing they need to look at this too, just look at the table. If if the Waratahs win and don't pick up a bonus point, yeah, you know, they'll go to 19. If the Rebels do pick up a bonus point, they go um, to 15. So it's it's not only just win at all costs here for the Waratahs, because next week when the Rebels do play the Force, that is going to just you know start the whole situation all over again if they can still do the job despite the Waratahs not actually needing to play. I've just done a little bit of quick-fire research while you're talking there, Shane, on uh, Tipai Moroa. Now, anyone that's probably, you guys possibly watch the NRL, um, will know all about this guy. He played for the Eels for five years, 112 times he played for them. Now he's converted over to play Union. So another league convert um, joining the Waratahs ranks. Uh, that's going to be an interesting thing uh, for the midfield, having another guy 
potentially not knowing how to play the game as well as we see from all these league converts. That could be very, very interesting from them. What have we made from this Waratahs team, Brett? Okay, I mean, what, what way are you actually going here? I mean, you, have you got a favouritism or favourite team over this one for, for the Rebels or the Waratahs? Or are you... Who, you know, where's your head actually going on this one? Because it's pretty close on paper if you don't look at the yeah. previous result. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough one, mate. I, I hate both of these teams. <laughs> um, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the Rebels uh, most of all, but uh, I don't have a lot of a lot of love for the Tars. Um, I respect what they've been doing, this young team. Uh, they've had a ton of debuts this year, and, mm. um, you know, they've been... This young core's been doing doing all right, you know. I, I, I didn't expect them to do very well at all, and they've been proving me wrong, but um, I actually don't think this game's going to be very close. Um I think the Rebels have to hit their stride eventually, and I think this is a pretty good game to do it in. Um, I think as, as much as just do or die for the for the Tars, and this is very do or die for the Rebels as well, uh, because they've been very, very hot and cold uh, this season. Um, so it's it's up to, I think they've got their, their combination sorted with um, with Andrew Deegan and a 10 and Tamu at 12. Uh, I actually really like that combination. Um, I've got a lot of love for Andrew Deegan playing for the Force over the last two or three years, so... I think he's one of the one of the better young tens in Australia, and uh, you know he's he's been he's been alright so far. He hasn't really hit a stride that he was uh, that he had at the Force um, so far. But um, now that he's got the nod at number ten, and I think Tamua is always a better better twelve than ten. I don't really rate Tamua as much of a as much of a fly half. I think he's always been better in the centres. But uh, they just got to get themselves sorted now. Now that they've done that, they've made the decision. Hopefully they stick they stick with it now at, with that uh, Deegan Tamua combo. So. Um, they're just going to use their experience, I think, and uh, I think it might be too much for the Tars. So I've got the Rebels by 14. Final point for you, uh, Brett. On the coaches, so you're more familiar with uh, Vessels than probably most people have been mm. you know, with his time at the Force. Would you say he's under a lot more pressure to actually get the result as, as a Rebels coach than Penny is at the Waratahs? Because, you know, first mm -hmm. year for him, okay, probably didn't get, you know, if they don't make it, didn't get the results he wanted so early in his term. He probably will get given that slack. Uh, Vessels, mm -hmm. on the other hand, I think if he doesn't make the playoffs in this season, it's going to be under immense pressure. Is that a fair statement? Oh, 100%. I think, I mean, how, how long have been hearing uh, ever since uh, Vessels went over? How, how long have been hearing about the Rebels being the next big team, the next big thing? Um, you know, they're going to make finals this year. They're going to make finals this year. <laughs> they're going to make finals this year. Uh, it has to happen. They've always crumbled. Um, if, if you look at some of the players that have been on their roster, you know, Will Genia, Quade Cooper... You know, Reese Hodge, all the guys from the force, Dan Haller, Petty, and they've had some of the best players in Australia come to their ranks, and they haven't had anything to show for it yet. So, um, I, if if Vessels doesn't make the playoffs this year, he he might be looking at a at relocating somewhere else. But um, I don't, getting out of Melbourne is a fairly good thing at this point. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll see. So, Shane, what's your prediction for this one? Are you going for the uh, Waratahs to keep this season alive, or is it Rebels? to get the job done and potentially face the Reds next, or oh, no, in two weekends' time for the uh, third, second and third playoff. Well, I've, I've used this analogy enough times. <laughs> this is the Rebels' Bart, Homer, Chainsaw and Hockey Mask situation once more. <laughs> and, and Brett's right. The Rebels, with their list, should be doing much, much better than what they're doing. If, if they can't make the finals... At the very least, the, the second v third playoff. Uh, sorry, the, the yeah the second v yeah, third right. playoff. Then, um, then he's he's um, probably not going to have a job next year. Um, 
And um, so, look, I'm I'm going to go with the Rebels by three. I, I like this derby. It's usually, other than the last two results that have been a bit of a blowout to the Rebels, been relatively close. So here's the Rebels' chance to play finals for once in their lives um, and perhaps even enjoy the experience of playing finals. So good luck to both sides. It's, it's almost like a quarterfinal, isn't it? Really, uh, you know, for whatever side does uh, come away after this win. You know, the Rebels will get that week next week where it may not matter for them, but if they do actually stand up and perform now when it really matters, quarterfinal rugby, have that week against a force, then it's into real semi-final rugby for a place in that grand final, which we'd expect would be against uh, the Brumbies. So, you know, that could be quite tough. The Waratahs, the force, okay, and then to face the Reds, and then the Brumbies, now, uh, that's a very tough run for them to uh, make it all the way to the very end. I've gone exactly the same as you, Shane. I've gone the Rebels by three, probably because I want this to be a nice, close, exciting, something on the line. The players giving, you know, a million percent and actually throwing it all out there because there is something to play for, because there is a season on the line, and they should give a bit more effort in this one, you'd expect. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. Uh, we should get a nice, you know, close contests to wrap up um, our Saturday and, of course, our ninth round of Super Rugby AU. So, well, that, that we're all a bit boring, aren't we? We've all gone for the same results, varying margins, but, um, yeah, similar results, similar victories, and both uh, home victories as well, uh, technically, with, well, as much as the Rebels uh, can possibly be a home <laughs> victory. They are the home side, um, but, of course, not playing at home much like the Western Force. But that is it. That's our two games, um, as per usual. We've, we've made it go on for ages, uh, as we always do. Uh, big thanks uh, to Brent and Shane for coming on. Um, Brent, you got anything you'd like to add about the competition? It's been a while. We haven't seen you probably since this, the first few rounds. Um, have you enjoyed it so far or anything to wrap up on? Yeah, I, I think I think it's been um, it's pretty good and, and as far as AU goes. Um, it, it's obviously not as pretty when you compare it to, uh, to the comp that was going over in, in New Zealand. Um, but in terms of rugby, it's, it's definitely gotten better week to week and we've gotten some good games and the attack has definitely gotten a lot better. Um, and it's just, you know, it's been awesome watching the force again and, um, you know, knowing every weekend that, you know, the force are playing some quality opposition. So uh, I've really been enjoying it. And, uh, you know, even though my four season will probably end uh, next week or, uh, you know, it's just, it's just been good. Uh, it's been good having them back, you know, and uh, it's been good to compete with the, with the guys over East and, uh, you know, I've, I've been enjoying it. Very good. It's been great to have the Western Force back in the competition. I think we can all definitely agree on that. But for you, Shane, final word um, for this week's episode. Go for it. Look, it's, I've enjoyed the competition. Um, and I've enjoyed seeing, obviously, you know, the Force back, back again because I think we need the Force in Australian rugby. We can't... We've, and we've got to be under one banner. Um, we've got to make that decision sooner rather than later, and we've got to have the force in it, in my opinion. Um, but for, for everyone that's worked to make this competition ha happen, um, when we thought it wasn't going to happen, when we thought even that they would be empty stadium games at one stage, to even have crowds at, at capacity is just amazing thing. And that's just the spirit of, of Australian rugby and, and our... And our um, our get-go that we've had this year. So, um, yeah, look, let's just enjoy the rugby and the players are almost ready to just go out there and entertain us again. They are indeed. So we will 
give everyone a chance to uh, set themselves up for another weekend of Super Rugby. A uh, big thanks to Brett for coming on the show. And, of course, we've had the double header with the, the South African Australian and the Australian South African. We've got the mix-up going mm-hmm. on at the top there. Uh, big thanks to Shane for coming on another week yet again. If you are tuning in on New Zealand Sports Radio, do not forget to share it with everyone else. Before the weekend kicks off, uh, go check, uh, give it to your mates to check out as well because the show's going on every single day. Uh, there's content for you for months and months and months. And, of course, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to give it a good thumbs up of course and to tune into other videos here on the channel that is us for this week enjoy the rugby this weekend and we'll see you all for the final round robin next week until then thanks for tuning in thanks to these boys for stopping by as well and take care imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.